are you um, experienced with a sewing machine? I am not. If you need any um, assistance with the sewing machine, well, I, I, I need the help threading it. Oh, here. It has an automatic threader. Really? Yeah, so it comes down. First, you got to go up into okay. here. This land is where right. the bobbin goes. Right? Okay, so we take this off, this thread off? Nope. You, let's just keep that. Bitch, <laughs> who have thought that this was just this complicated to put together a sewing machine? <laughs> <laughs> Your first bobbin. Oh my God, I just bobbed. You just bobbed? Yeah. Come on, this is my yeah. I'm bobbing and weaving over here. I still don't know what the hell she's doing, but I'm just acting like, I'm, yeah, girl, thank you. Just finish this for me and just let me boom, boom, boom. Well, please welcome to the home ec class, Miss Utica, here to help you with your bobbins. Is that what the word is? A bobbin? Bobbin? Yeah. Yeah, okay. bobbin, yeah. What is yeah. that? I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, what is it? Um... <laughs> Bobbing around. Bobbing around. Theme song. Um, bobbin and I'm thread. Money exchange. And I'm money exchange. Okay, so a bobbin thread, according to Google, is a lightweight thread for machine embroidery or machine basting. Machine basting. Oh, um, okay. Man, uh, we've been doing our turkeys the wrong way. Oops. Uh, oops. So, yeah, so I guess, you know, that's a bobbin. So, obviously, this, this clip features. Two contestants that are heavily featured towards the end of this episode. Lala Ree for obvious reasons. Uh, but I think the reason we're picking this pick is because of the energy that Utica is bringing to this scene. And then also because, you know, of what happened on the runway, which we can get into a little bit after. But this moment, Mary, who is she? What is she? You know, who does she hope to be? Who does she hope to be? Yes. Well, you know, uh, any listener of our, our All Stars 5 recap knows that, you know, or Drag Race Holland, if you were brave enough, um, knows that we like to cast these queens as moms and teachers. Um, Tamisha is already, you know, she's got her Chevy Windstar mm. and she knows how to use it from last week's episode. Sorry. And we see a bit more of that this week. <laughs> but I... Uh, no, 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 I, I def- no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. That's no. her backing up. No, 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 no. no, no Rolls no. down window. No. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to have to bring it down a little bit. Rolls window back up. Um, oh, I have so much to say. I like, I'm, anyway, one topic at a time. But um, Utica is, she is, I mean, she's giving me that, I mean, I've never taken home ec. I, I, I dare to dream if I had a teacher who was teaching me how to use a sewing machine. Mm. But she's giving me that teacher, that gentle teacher who is kind of kooky on the outside, but she knows how to thread a bobbin. Like she knows how to guide you to do the right thing, but she still marches to the beat of her own drum. She still has like a bologna and mayonnaise sandwich at her desk, you know? Right. Absolutely. She probably bikes to work. Oh yeah. And she's got a, like a, a big honking helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, she reminds me of a woman that would teach an astrology class in the back of a new aged craft store on Sundays. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like she may have had, I think the learning annex is officially closed, mm, probably. but she definitely either attended a lot of learning annex sessions or maybe had her own once. Um, <laughs> but now she is behind the the tapestry um, in that little sort of former broom closet mm-hmm. turned, you know, astrology corner. That's right. There is a, a tapestry there that, you know, she probably... You know, ordered on Zillow, not Zillow, what's that? Uh, Etsy? Etsy? Yeah. Zillow, yeah. It came with the house. It came yeah. With- <laughs> 
no, no, Zillow. There was a separate section of that website just for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, she home also reminds- rentals, buys, curtains. Yeah, go on. <laughs> she also reminds me of that waitress at like a gimmicky restaurant who has to ask, now, have you been to one of our restaurants before? Are you familiar uh-huh. with how the ordering system works? So is this your first time at the Rainforest Cafe? Is this your first adventure with us down the menu? Well, let me lead you down the correct path because you don't want to, you know, misstep into desserts too soon. Yeah, you might fall into a tiger trap. <laughs> Yikes. That's three types of ice cream with <laughs> Now, what you want to do With chocolate stripes. Yeah. Now, what you want to do is you got to pick one it was that very she that le- like lean yeah, in energy. She leans leans over and will point at your menu with you. See, what you want to do is, and and with her finger, she'll Mm -hmm. point at like, see, these are the appetizers here. These are all shareables. These are all shareables. So mom and dad can also join in on this. Yeah. She'll also (laughs) talk to you like that, you know? Yeah, totally. And she has no problem like doing it for the children at the table, even though the parents Mm -hmm. are Yeah, but she'll also like lean into your dad and be like, and we got beers too, don't worry. So (laughs) let me know if you're, you know, like she can do that too. Well, because she's also like, yeah, she's an adult. So she's like, oh, well, you know, if you need a cocktail, just let me know. You know, I got it. Yeah. I got you. And she winks, you know. Sometimes, you know, the journey through the jungle can leave you a little parched. You know what I'm saying, Ellen? Is that your name, Ellen? Yeah. (laughs) Well, turn to page four. I think I got something to wet your whistle. What do you think, Mike? Not your name? (laughs) All right. Ellen no? and Mike. <laughs> Ellen and Mike. She she tries it at every table. Eventually, it's gonna work. Uh, yeah, she probably has some sort of trick up her sleeve, like that she'll she'll utilize, right? Whether it's a trick with her glasses or something in her hair, or or her pen does something weird, you know, that there's some sort of mm-hmm. like fabulous performance as well. Uh, yeah, she does a little bit of a a little bit of a a moment, you know, when she introduces herself. If this is the kind of restaurant that has paper on the table that you can color on she will write her name in in two crayons oh at the God, same time yes. Yes. on the corner and i'm utica <laughs> and then she'll kind of underline it all in one stroke <laughs> you can just call me hey you <laughs> but when you're hungry just say hey you i'll, I'll hear you yeah i'll come running i'll come running through the yeah. jungle you know um, yeah. I the other energy I got from her, and this is a big shout out to all the teachers out there, is like heavily, heavily para co-teacher voice. And so the job of like a para in the classroom, usually English classes in particular, math classes, will have a co-teacher, and their job is to help the multiple learners in the room. So like, and basically like they. At the end of the day, they help all the kids because their job is to make sure that all the kids uh, can gain entry into the activity. So she has to think about how to perhaps change the instruction so that every kid can understand it and execute the skill. And so I feel like this energy was Utica coming over to Lala and being like, hey, do you understand the assignment? And then Lala's being like, oh, you know, I don't really, and this isn't really for me. And then, oh, well, oh, well let me, let me think about it this way. And then, and then does that after the, like the, the, the lead teacher has given the instruction, right? And so the, yeah. the para yeah. comes around and like gets all of the loose ends of the, of the classroom in. Like some kids are visual learners, some kids are oral learners. And so here we have Utica, the para, being like, oh, well. You know, I know Lala, so I'm just going to check in with her mm-hmm. first. <laughs> well, and the nuance of that is when she says, and this actually has an automatic thread here, like the way that she highlights them. You might have not noticed this, but it actually has this already. Isn't that great? Like, how can I get you? As I'm going to find the excitement points, you yes, know? exactly. Like, she gets excited about it, right? And, mm-hmm. and she has that, it's that half 
whisper speaking voice that uh, mm-hmm. parent teachers have to use because they have to be loud enough to be heard, but they don't want all the other kids to look over and see that, you know, Lala and, you know, uh, Simone and all of the other non-sewers in the room are a little bit behind, right? Of course. She doesn't want to, like, bring too much attention to it. So. Yeah, yeah, because some um. kids are absent, right? And the para also will help the kids that were absent, you know, when we did the first part of this lesson on Tuesday, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, the patience of a saint, uh, <laughs> Miss Utica. You know, but then it's like that that person, that, that co-teacher, that, you know, um, experienced waitress at the Rainforest Cafe, mm. um, probably wearing one of those one of those bucket hats not to be confused with candy candy muse's hat but she's got one of those like explore one of those one you know wild thornberries hats oh, she's wild got Thorn- one of those i was hats. like what does miss frizzle wear because she also has miss frizzle energy right big miss frizzle energy to the point where i think she might live on a school bus <laughs> in the parking lot of the rainforest cafe <laughs> totally. where she gives psychic readings from her bus <laughs> Totally. On the weekends, right? Um, On the weekends, yeah. yeah. But, you know, and all that is to say, Utica Queen, I uh, uh, totally 100% thought Utica should have won the episode this week. Or at least tied. But Utica's, that sleeping bag look made, and, and you know me, Mary's listening, and you know me, Mary. Like, I don't really get fashion, and so I depend on others to kind of explain it to me. Um, I'm trying to learn, and sometimes I get really frustrated because I get stuck. And then Utica comes out with a look like that, and I'm like, I want to know more about this. I want to know how mm-hmm. it was made. I'm excited by this. I want to take the tags off, you know? Yeah, I want to show it off. Yeah. Um, yeah, where is my paraco teacher to teach me about fashion yes. on Drag Race? Where is someone to say, so like, actually, you know what's crazy about this? So what she did... Have you you've heard of have you heard of this designer? Let me let me write it out for you. It, it's not phonetic, so you'd think when you look at it, it said you know, whatever. I can't think of any designers. Uh, you know. Patrick, uh, uh, what's his name from yeah. Devil's uh, Prada? Uh, yeah, uh, Demar Demar Chalier. Demar Chalier. Yeah. Demar Chalier. It sounds French, doesn't it? it? Is yeah, yeah. Good. Yes. No. No. It is French. Yeah. Yes. Sounds French. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, Can Patrick you, now, could be a French name. Now, could yeah. you please spell Cabana? <laughs> um, uh, nope. <laughs> nope, that's a K. Nope, come on. Nope. And like takes the pencil and starts erasing right, it for you. Right, nope, right. nope, that's but a K. But then gets really like, upset start and starts scratching it out really, really hard. Right. It, it like, and then like bunches up the pa- paper like, never mind, never mind. Just put tent. Forget Cabana. Just put tent. So anyway, Utica Queen uh, literally, uh, this moment fell in love with her, and and obviously Lala was the the, the comedy relief because you know obviously Utica sets it up with this energy, but then Lala, you know, bringing the <clears throat> you know bobbin and weaving, and then you know obviously messing up at the end and losing the first round, as she said, um, a great moment in the episode that I think should be highlighted, uh, and certainly one for Utica. They, I mean, this in my book. In my book, I will look back and be like, okay, Gottmik won this, but Utica should have. And there's there's been those challenges before, right? Uh, where it was something yeah. as subjective as fashion, right? Because it is subjective. Um, something as subjective as a fashion, you know, it's like, well, this really could have gone either way. And you, you wonder why it wasn't a tie. 
I mean, I, you know, there, there certainly is a subjectivity to it. I, you know, my subjective unqualified opinion, um, like I'm realizing now you said Gabbana, not Cabana. And I went on a, it like, I know, man, I know fashion references, Dolce and Gabbana. I know what that is. Yeah. Um, I said, I had to clear that up. Uh, but, um, uh, but anyway, I can't the spell that either. The delivery boy walks in. Okay. Sorry. And go then, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. What's that from? Oh, that's from A League of Their Own. I just went there because you were. I, w- I would take a banana boy, and then the delivery boy walked in. Anyway, uh, and wouldn't that cause a scene? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we have made just a crowd, mixed fruit yeah. salad of references exactly. right now. Exactly, it's okay. Um, so uh, rewinding. I don't even know what I was talking about at this point. Uh, you don't you have a husband. Queen. Sorry, I don't. You, yeah, rewind. You don't have a husband. Sorry, um, but in terms of Utica, like, yeah, do I think Utica should have won? Uh, from my subjective emotional response to what I saw on the runway, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Could someone show me Got Mixed looks and say, here's all the reasons why Got Mixed should have won? And I would be like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, probably. I'm not that invested in it. But I I do feel like Utica's felt like a, if we think of what they did with the time they had, you know, mm-hmm. like when Nicole Byer says like, so Utica, in the same time that Utica <laughs> made this, Lala made that. When I look at it that way, I'm like, well, Utica really did the most with her time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even compared to Got Mick, right? It's like, well, you know. Right, right. Uh, it's a piece of fabric, right? To quote that meme of, of Michelle. But so the, the other thing that I thought was interesting about Got Mick winning over Utica is the people that I spoke to, you know, and we're talking like seven people. Not that many people thought that Got Mick won. But their argument is <clears throat> basically what, RuPaul, they just regurgitated what RuPaul said, which was like, oh, well, Gottmik really sold the garment better. And I'm like, really? I mean, I don't know, Mary. I'm not watching a fashion show. I'm watching a drag show. Come on. Yeah. Are we on the same show? Um, and yeah. so I, God, I hope so. Yeah. yeah I, I want I, drag. I want big. I, I mean, that's why I also appreciated Tina's look today because it had the big hair, you know, gowns to mm-hmm. the floor, uh, as Trinity K. Bonet would say. And I, you know, I, I just appreciate when it is. Yes, this is a drag show. We can do something creative and fashiony and keep it drag. And I think that's very interesting. Um, and, and that's why I was just so excited by all of Utica's looks on the runway because it was still drag. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting to be, uh, recapping season two of Drag Race UK right now. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know on our Patreon, we're currently covering season two of Drag Race UK. Uh, Well worth it because it's such a great season so far, but they just had a design challenge as well. Um, I guess Michelle wears her leopard dress whenever there's a design challenge. So um, <laughs> notice that. Uh, thanks to Twitter. I didn't notice it and, you know, on my own. But um, I was like, I don't care. I wear the same thing every day. I'm not going to judge her. But uh, I think when we compare Drag Race UK to season 13 in terms of these like two design challenges, I felt like there were very few queens that I felt like on in UK the UK season that we're treating this like a fashion show. Mm. And I felt like, and that's been kind of the ongoing thing we've talked about where it's like, there's less of that. Like I'm trying to be like a Glamazonian bitch, you know, stomping the runway. And I think that's the more it moves in that direction, the more it feels like a fashion show, the less exciting it feels. And it also kind of feels a little, 
hypocritical when they're telling Rosé, like, well, what you're kind of doing is just like an homage to big business, like drag it up. It's like some queens drag it up, some queens drag it down. You know what I'm saying? Like there's just like really specific balance they're looking for that needs to be both fashion and drag. Yeah. But I'm okay if it leans more into the drag territory than the fashion territory. That will always be my beat. Absolutely. And Mm -hmm. some people would disagree. I just think fashion is... Oh, it's just too elite. It's too precious. Yeah, it takes itself too seriously. Yeah. And I think that kind of is a conflict of the show. It's like you're not supposed to take any of this too seriously. Right. And, you know, it reminded me of what Ahura was saying. Like, you know, I'm a fashion designer and people say, oh, no, you're a drag queen. And then the drag scene is like, oh, but you're too fashion. And, And I feel like that I have that problem with some of these ball challenges where I'm just kind of like... RuPaul and the judges, you're trying to be both. Just pick one. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, don't, you know, take off points if... Exactly, yes. If it's too drag, you know? Right. I mean, I think that's that's strange to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, not to say that Got Mick, like, can't come out there in a fashion look like, and, and still gag, right? The problem I had with Got Mick's look is that, like, it, similar to Kamora Hall, where it's like, if you have to tell me you went to fashion school, then it doesn't matter that you went to fashion school. The show's called Drag Race. It's not called Fashion School. See ya. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. See ya. Is that, did somebody say that? Was oh, that... that's from Showgirls Girl. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Because <laughs> it sounds like something someone would have said this episode. Oh. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I said it. Um, I it just I don't. Yeah, I guess that's one of those things where I'm. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. You went to fashion school. No. It doesn't really matter. You know, if you've been doing drag thirty years or one year. Like, I think that's kind of the whole thing about drag races. None of your experience really matters here. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it can. It it can inform. It can help. And it can inform. But, like you know, for instance, like with Got Mick, it's like if I knew that Got Mick went to fashion school i'd be like okay so maybe these choices were more informed and not totally random right it's like you and i both know you know it's that's not mm-hmm. the case with got mick mm-hmm. yeah i mean it certainly seemed like i did not feel like got mick was pulling a lala and just gluing stuff on her body like i was like no. oh yeah no this is definitely like a specific point of view mm-hmm. but it just it was and i mean it it, didn't it never was me. it like, uh, yeah. yeah, it wasn't, was this good? Was this bad? It's like, am I excited by this? Right. And, and you know Maybe what? Maybe not as much as the others. And I got to just call this out. They were more excited about Gottmik's second look than her third yeah. look. And I, for me, I, for the most part, for the most part, 80% of my kind of critique of this week was based on the third look because that's what they had to make. That was like, you know, the baseline. And then I want to see what they can do um, and what's creative and, and, you know, who they are through that lens. Because obviously any of them can spend a lot of money on a Swarovski crystal gown and show up and, and gag the ball. But, you know, is, I, I, I just I have to I have to ignore that. Right. Well, not I mean, and maybe that's a topic I might bring up on our unpopular opinions episode. But I am feeling maybe because we just had design challenges on both uh, seasons that we're ca- you know recapping right now is starting to feel more and more a difference between seeing a look on the runway that a queen had made for her 
versus seeing a look on the runway that a queen's made for herself. Mm. And and more and more, I think, is like, you know, as queens are leaning on designers and, <clears throat> and coming out with like really incredible looks thanks to these designers, it's like, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about in the past where like it'd be great to like see those designers getting credit on the runway because it does feel like Latina Burner, for example. I mean, like her first two looks, like especially this, like the second one, I was like, it just felt like this is a great look someone made for you, mm. like before the show. You look great in it, but I, but for someone to say, oh, the construction is great, the fit is great, I'm like, yeah, none. She doesn't have any credit for that. Well, you know we, what I mean? Uh, like, that's not her accomplishment. You may, know? Maybe she does so. So maybe she. Made. Well, I guess I'm saying if it's not, if she didn't make it, yeah, what I'm trying to say exactly. is like, that's an example yes. of it looks like a complete look that someone would have shown up with. Mm. Like, you're not going to tell me Rosé made like the the big business look like that to me felt like you sh- or even the bagpipes look. It was like these feel like looks that you had a designer made for you. They're great looks. But what do they say about you as a drag queen other than you've got good taste and a good budget? Right, you know? right, right. And I'm not going to get hung up on your examples because it, I hear the point that you're making and we've made it before. It's mm-hmm. like, if you didn't make the look, this is the point we're making, right? Right. Uh, it's sure. yeah. using like if, if it turns out Rosé and Tina stitched every thread of those looks, then use another example. Yeah, but, exactly. Use another example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Simone. Mm-hmm. Simone doesn't sew. So right, you, you know, take that and in, take that into account. You know, um, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, I, it was interesting on the like. I don't usually watch the pit stop, you know, before we record, but I did watch it this week just because it was a ton of looks, and I thought, oh, it'd be helpful to hear. You know, it was Trixie and Violet Chachki. I thought it'd be oh, good Violet. to hear their perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and Violet made a really interesting point about. She said it specifically about Simone, but I think you could say about a lot of queens. She said, you know the thing to remember, especially with queens who don't construct their own looks, who don't sew, is like that means that what you're seeing is that queen and her team. Yes. Like these queens have teams. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh boy, isn't that and we and we kind of know that. Yeah. But when you reinforce that like RuPaul has a team. You know, there's it's not a oh, yeah, dirty that's word. Not RuPaul. It's not yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a whole team. That's a whole, you know, you know, jerry rig and tape and what's the team? You know, now tell me what's that team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what's the, you know what's the team, Christine? Uh, but it did make me start to think, huh? There is something. It makes me appreciate a queen like Ellie Diamond on Drag Race UK more, who's like, oh, yeah. you make all of this, or Roxy Andrews, or Jade Essence Hall, all girl, of this, right? Or Jade Essence Hall, exactly. It just it makes me appreciate those looks so much more because I know that they're responsible for it a hundred percent. You know, totally, totally. Well, Mary, we clearly have thoughts to share and, you know, we have to cast some of some more suburban art teacher drag. Uh, But before Mm -hmm. we do, uh, let's tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is, of course, our beady, beady little podcast dedicated to all things draggy, queeny, campy, and queer. I'm Johnny, and with this twisted, busted wig on your head, kapow. And I'm Colin, and you're not going to hit me. You're not going to hit me, little girl. Or you're not going to hit me. You're not going to hit me. Why? Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. You're not going to hit me as I approach her. As Tamisha approaches Candy, you're not going to hit me. Come on. Come on. You're not going to hit me. You're not going to hit me. <laughs> that gonna hit me? I have been yelled at too many times in my life by too many children I've had. You're not gonna hit me. What are you gonna do but anyway? Hit me too? <laughs> do you know what that's from? Uh, vaguely. 
Right, Rem- right. Uh, I feel like it might be from um, Superstar, right? Like, it's something like that. Our Marys will know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Hit, hit me too? Hit me too. It's a mother at a door. Uh, she's a rich mom at some door uh, talking to, like, the main character. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you got your assignment, folks. Uh, Marys, we have a great show coming up for you today. We're going to do our strays and flyaways, and then we're going to talk about Tamisha V. Candy. Ding, ding, ding. Round two. Uh, and then bring you some, you know, BSAs, predictions, pizza queens, talk about some storylines, and that'll be that. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick little break. See ya. This week on the All Right Mary Patreon. So, like, such a perfect example of when we say Pizza Queen, which is a queen that we love regardless of how she does in the challenge or on the runway, because much like pizza, even when it's not good, it's still pizza, and we love pizza. I love pizza. Selena. Um, I feel like this week, in it, from the whole episode, but the runway and the lip sync was the interactions with the judges. This was pure Pizza Queen, where it was like, you look admittedly ridiculous mm. and yet i do not want you to go home this week i know it feels a little deliberate right like oh well let's film this part let's have them talk the the not just the iconic nature of this visually right these two two people in yellow right having this mm-hmm. discussion on tv on bbc nyu the and it also brings up the topic of crying with glasses on <laughs> Very important topic. I would love a super cut from any reality show, even if it's Drag Race. I don't know how many glasses we get. It's what you do when you're crying with glasses on. Mm. Do you take them off? To hear all that and more, go to patreon.com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. So, strays and flyaways from this episode, the bag ball. The first uh, stray flyaway I just want to note is RuPaul in this episode always says bull uh the bull mm. it's like her thing the bull um, yeah he it, it's always that you know yeah that that, that kiki voice uh she mm-hmm. sometimes calls it um so I, we have to stop calling them walkthroughs they're no longer walkthroughs they are walk-ups yes yeah this is just like when you go to the restaurant and they're like nope takeaway service only they block the front of the restaurant with yes, tables and yes, menus and yes. they say Staff order only. here yep Staff only, yeah, someone will come over with a mask on and take your order. And mm-hmm. that's RuPaul. Um, <laughs> no, RuPaul doesn't come over. They go to no, RuPaul. No, RuPaul is the person who, who stands there at oh, the table yes. and is like, oh, are you ready? Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> yes, not walkthroughs, walk-ups, and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's her thing. You know, uh, it, it, the energy with these walk-ups is different than the walkthroughs, right? At least because we're seeing walkthroughs still on... Uh, Drag Race UK, I believe, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then the walk-ups. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, it is so distanced. It's it's more of like an interview style. Um, there was that really funny moment with Candy that reminded me of a "How's Your Head" moment, and like Candy didn't get the joke uh, because oh, Candy yeah. said, "Like, what are mm-hmm. your musings on this?" And can I don't think Candy got it. 
No. Well, I think that uh, because it was Candy and Simone. Uh, Simone. Simone. And, oh, right. So that she was having this deep conversation with Simone about inner saboteur and figuring it out with what you got. And then, yeah, RuPaul is like, all right, I'm going to do an easy volley, just a little bump over the over the net. Mm. And, you know, what are your musings on that, Candy? And Candy just ate sand and was just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think it's great. And But the thing is, I like... <laughs> She ate sand, but she still managed to hit the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she, she fell face first. The ball bounced off her head and went back over the net. Bounced right off her bucket hat. Right off her bucket hat. I love that. Right off her bucket hat. Yeah. And no, you got to give it to Candy. Got, yeah. Yeah. RuPaul got the spike he wanted, you know? <laughs> uh, was it a spike or was it a – it was more of like a setup, right? It was. Like, this was more of like when it, it just kind of ekes over the net mm. and the front row misses it. And it's like, fuck. Yeah, right. I thought because you assume it's going to hit the ground, mm-hmm. but then she then it hit the bucket hat. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. No, she got it. Uh, we also got the Got Mick and Utica interview, which was just interesting, right? Because her energy with Got Mick was different with Utica. Because with Utica, Utica, she reminded me of Stefan from SNL. She's like, it's weirder than Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball. It's scarier mm-hmm. than you know. She had that voice, which I thought was yep. great, and RuPaul was well- eating it. Oh, RuPaul had the biggest spoon and was just eating this pudding for breakfast because Utica's talking about that she makes looks for, you know, different, you know, performers and whatnot. And RuPaul says, so you do a lot of sewing. And then Utica, oh, oh God, yeah, these are actually the same sewing machines I use at home. You're kidding. <laughs> All of a sudden, RuPaul is being Miss Utica with Lala. Mm. Oh, you're kidding. You do? Oh. Wow. Oh, that's so fun. Oh, and you know, meanwhile, Got Mick is like, you know, I've had classes. I do this. I'm right. Inspired by this. I I'm went to fashion by- school. Yeah, I know. She has the same sewing machine at home, Mick. Can you just wait? The same one? Yeah. Same model? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> really? That must be fun for you. So interesting to see that because uh, we've seen mm-hmm. RuPaul's energy change with different queens before when she goes over to them like individually. But for this episode, we saw you know there was like the simone conversation she was having yep. i mean yep. oh my god rupaul's face when she hears that simone can't so like was... it was like but you're my front runner <laughs> yeah right and she's like well i got to i got to keep talking about this deep stuff and then okay yeah. what can candy handle <laughs> yeah right yeah now let's swim into the shallow end now what about you candy yeah right Right, right. You know, what do you think? Not to say that Uh, I don't think RuPaul loves candy, because I do, but there's there's a place that she'll go with certain queens, and we saw that with Gottmik and Utica, and I just I thought that was an interesting flyaway as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I really feel like it's it's actually really interesting to see these these pairs and to see that change within this kind of triangle uh, Mm. consultation. Um, and we're not seeing – this is another kind of stray flyaway that maybe I'll talk about later, but, like, we didn't get a Rosé one. We didn't get an Olivia one. It's like, where are these girls on this show? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. We got so little of Rosé and Olivia. I mean, uh, which, you know, sometimes when that happens early in the season, it's like, okay, this just means we're going to see more of you later. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I get that. You know? I get that. But um, you have Drag Race UK and Evan Ross Katz has been talking about this with me, but like, and we'll talk about that more perhaps later next week. But uh, with Drag Race UK, I'm getting to know all the girls every episode. 
Certainly. I mean, there's some like sister, sister who mm, still, you know, haven't fully popped. But the fact that with the same number of queens in the room, we're still getting a sense of, of more of them. Whereas with this cast, there's still some that I'm like, I just am getting drive bys. Like, I just need a little more. You know, I'm I'm looking, or I know it's early in the season, so I'm looking forward to getting to know more about them. I should say, definitely, you know? definitely. Uh, you know who I am not interested in getting to know more about was Stuart Vevers. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's like blink twice, Stuart, if you're in in peril. You know, Girl, like it looked like he was holding in a fart. I'm sorry, I know you hate that word, but like that's what it looked like. <laughs> Do you think it was in that bag? <laughs> Do you think that's where he was holding it? Because those bags, I feel like the tea was that the queens were like, fuck, this was not part of my look. And now I have to incorporate this ugly ass bag into my look. And like very few of them, I feel like they were like, oh, I, I guess this will do. And I can just feel someone saying, now when you get to the end of the runway, make sure you show the bag mm. so we can get a good product shot. Oh like it was, it was like a... It was like some old school clunky product placement in Drag Race. We haven't seen this since like the early seasons. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad we didn't get a Jeffrey Moran moment. This one was at oh. least limited. But I, yeah. I, yeah. I just those, I, you know, you know, I love a coach moment. Like I love a coach oh, telling me I'm good at something and then let me fuck him in the ass. Right. Like I love that. Yeah. But and so you love a coach bag. Yes, I was like, oh yeah, you love a coach moment. You love coach. You love their coats. And their oh, you mean that coach? Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. That coach. Football, baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Football, oh. baseball. Exactly. Volleyball. Uh, right, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Tennis. A tennis coach. Ooh, that's one on one, Mary. Um, oh yeah. 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 Or like a yeah. batting coach, right? Because that's also one on one, right? You have a batting coach. You have a pitching coach. Anyway, I am here for any type of coach that you'd find. On That's a coach bag I'd like to hold. Yes, you know what I'm yes, Mary. Yeah. Yes, it's. Uh, I'll take them in any shape, size, or color. It's fine. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just. You know, I got room. Yeah, I just don't want them to be overpriced. <laughs> no, I don't want them to be overpriced, and I'm concerned if there's some colors. I get to. I get concerned. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like these red. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you're still in that fantasy. Okay. Yes. You don't want it to be a little too red. You don't want it to be. No. You know, textures I mean, got to be correct, right? Yeah. <laughs> really, I mean, in this case, you know, the metaphor or the actual bags on the runway, there are some that are just not good. Um. um it, it, go ahead. Yeah, it just it was a weird pairing that like I just felt like. No one's allowed to say it, but like none of the queens wanted to do this. Well, and that's why I can't wait to see a Lee Dawson kind of recreation of this part because he's going to put something insane on that video screen and show the girls. And it's still going to make sense because the faces that the girls were making were not more excited. They're just not. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was just like so what do we what do we have to do like and and where are you holding this terrified man you know like (laughs) yeah in quarantine somewhere right it's like yeah he's working from home and there's a backdrop for god's sake feature my bags my business is not pandemic (laughs) secure you know uh, bring back my bag right um bring back my bags yeah just anyway um yeah that was a weird that was an interesting little uh connection Mm -hmm. um 
In terms of other little strays and flyaways, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning the impromptu ball that Tamisha kind of throws for the queens in the workroom. I, I loved it. I just, I like that, that kind of moment in the workroom. Like, I think we got a lot of workroom time this week on season 13 and, and UK, but I love these sort of organic moments where it's just like, it's just blowing off some steam. It's just sticking around. It's just making TV. Yeah. Uh, it was great. It was, um, you know, more more reason to have Tamisha in the room. You just remember that they're that they're friends. They're kikiing. They're doing this together. They're on this. They're in, they're in summer camp together, right? That's kind of mm-hmm. what this reminds me of. That's also why I love the mini challenge. Granted, you know, we could talk for hours about how stupid the mini challenge is. But what I love the most is thinking about the experience of a straight person who's casually flipping through the channels and turns this on. Like, what are they thinking? Yeah. And yeah, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. And I love that. It's just us acting weird. We get it. It's what we do when we get together sometimes. We just kind of get a little silly and get the giggles. And I feel like yeah. I, we saw that even more uh, organically with the ball scene. And I, yeah, I appreciated that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mini challenge. I mean, you know, baby Olivia was like you. I think she drew like one little hair on her head. And I was like, that's literally all you had to do to look like a baby. Like, right. literally all you had to do. Olivia is that she's just looks like the the filter that they put on all of the RuPaul queens every season. But she, yeah, she, that's just what she looks at. Like. She's got such a cute little baby face. What a little cutie. Such a, such a cutie patootie. Yeah, uh, cutie yeah patootie. That, that mini challenge was crazy. It almost felt like something I would expect to see on Drag Race UK yes. of just like that level of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it certainly made me think about like, you know, adult baby diaper fetish mm. uh, kind of like, it was navigating into that territory. And I, was I like, mean, well, we've seen babies in mini challenges and main challenges before. Obviously, Eureka being of. Uh, oh yeah, Eureka and Aqu- Aquaria. Um, mm-hmm. And Aquaria, and then the other baby one. I think we saw a mini challenge of no, maybe I'm thinking of cats when they were the cats in the mini challenge. Some... Yeah, I mean, there was like season two with the country fried critters oh, yes, where Tatiana and Tyra play. I mean, it's a different type of baby, but right, they play babies. Right. And Ginger yeah. Minge as uh, what's-her-face from Pink Flamingos. The Egg Lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Eggman. Why won't you bring, bring me my eggs? eggs? Yeah. I gotta say it. Yeah, Babies of Drag Race. Yeah, babies of Drag Race. God, we have, so drag many, race. we have so many uh, threads that we need to make on Twitter, don't we? Yeah, yeah, babies of drag race. Who who are the babies that we're forgetting about? Uh, well, we have uh, babies first glasses with Monet. Of course, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, there's got to be a runway that somebody did a baby look, right? Right. I mean, exactly. There's got to yeah. Who who did a who is a baby on the runway? Mary. Babies on the runway. <laughs> runway. Run, run, runway. Babies Crawl on the runway. Way. Babies <laughs> on the runway. Okay, I'm done. And you're going to tell me why I'm done. So yeah. uh, some other stray flyways. Um, I do want to talk about the lip sync, but I'm going to kind of save that for last. Um, uh, I mean, I guess we could talk about some of the looks <clears throat> that got us going. Um, I know yeah, that we, you're I mean, not. I know that you're not like so excited to talk about the looks, but uh, you know, you might have had something to say, right? Well, I did have some ideas of like, 
you know, if I were to do this challenge, like what kind of bag would I be? So oh. I could certainly contribute on a hypothetical level. I, I remember the looks. I can talk about some of them, but I could contribute some. I mean, the most obvious one, obviously, is a tote bag. I mean, mm. like I would have to do a tote bag look and, uh, you know, figure that out. But I had, funnily enough, that's the one I haven't thought through the most. But the other ideas I had was like, and I don't know how this would look, but the idea is that it's a bag of groceries, like a paper bag of groceries, okay. and then it tears like a like a bag of groceries, and it and then it kind of falls down to like reveal Ooh, I don't know like cereal, uh, it, <laughs> yeah, like something like more like a print that looks like fruits and vegetables, mm. something that looks like a bag of groceries <gasps> that spilled down. Oh me. my god, I love so that. Mm -hmm. there's that, and then I also thought it'd be cool to do like a bodysuit that's like a Ziploc bag that has the lock like the zip thing along the like the the little uh, not the the thing where you press the lips together but it has the little slider oh on it. oh, oh. For, like it freezer a, bags freezer bags yes and it has a like all along the top of the look there's a slider and then maybe i unslide the whole thing along the top of me and step out of the bag at the end of the runway mm. um and then if there's some other like trick i can do you know I don't know what it would be. Um, and then the last idea I had was to be a bag of chips. And Ugh. it starts and like what happens is I get to the end of the runway and I tear open my shirt, which is like a chip bag, and all these potato chips fall out and my shirt falls down to be like a um like a train. Oh, so it's a train. Or like a skirt. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yes. so like this it falls in, but like all these chips come out. And then underneath it, I'm wearing like a greasy aluminum bodysuit. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it's like the inside of the, mm -hmm. of the chip bag. I get it. No, I get it. Okay, and it's greasy. Yeah. And it's greasy. <laughs> like, I want to make sure that it's kind of gross, too. Uh, um, I, you know, the thoughts I had on bags, uh, obviously, you could have a bargain bag and be a bargain bag walking down the runway. And so you have all of these different types of items that you'd find in, like, a thrift store or a Dollar, dollar Tree or something like that. Um, that could be kind of, you know, campy and cute. Um, mm -hmm. and then there's a dirt bag. I was surprised we didn't see a dirt bag on the runway. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. yeah a dirt bag. A dirt yeah. Bag. Something, something vacuum related. Mm -hmm. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and then the one that you don't want is a gas bag. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want that look. No, <laughs> um, I don't want that look. But the one that, uh, came to my mind was, uh, letting a cat out of a bag. So you'd be. Uh, in kind of trapped, but there'd be a cat. It, you'd be dressed as a cat uh, inside, and then at the end of the runway, you, you know, let it go, so to speak. Uh, yeah. And you, you know, the bag is not a. It's not like a Jasmine Masters type of cocoon. It's like a nice couture type of brown garment, right? And then you let mm -hmm. the cat out of the bag, and then you're just meowing and prancing down the runway. Yeah, I think that's a great one. Yeah, letting the cat out of the bag. I think it's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, well, you know, or it could just be, you know, a series of gift bags. A series of gift bags. That's what Lala did. It was just a series of gift bags. It was just like the presents drawer, you know, it was like or the box where you keep all the wrapping oh, paper. Oh, and the, and, I see. Yeah, like know. a junk drawer. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And it was just like all these stray gift bags. Uh, that look, I... I'm I'm trying I'm scratching my head about it. You know, we loved La La, but you know, we got to call it out, Mary. But like Yeah. That was probably we haven't seen a look that bad walk down the runway, right? Yeah, I have to say. I mean, like 
I agree with everyone who said like neck up, you know, chest up, clavicles up. Lala looked great. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I love a bald queen, uh, even with a purse on her head. But oof, like I, it it wasn't even like okay, you figured something out in the end and you got it down the runway. Like it was, it it was just there was it it was already gone like it was almost like you might as well have taken all the bags off and just walked down the runway in that in that little bodysuit holding one of the bags like a purse and then been like here's my idea like it would have been better even you know Uh, she must have just given up she must have just been like i can't i can't you know there there, there something must have happened mary is there a, a path for lala in your mind to win after having a look like this well, I mean, there's not going to be many more construction challenges. And I feel like that's the thing to keep in mind with, with these queens who don't sew. So someone like Simone or Lala, it's like they may not come up against this sort of challenge again, you know? Um, so absolutely. I mean, next week is... What's next week's challenge? Uh, they are... Uh, like, it's not interviewing. T- I forgot. <laughs> no, I know. It's like, I, I don't know why. I like literally just watched the preview, but I'm blanking on it they doing i don't know what they're doing they're doing some kind of challenge next week where they all have to compete and then like one of them's gonna go home and one of them's gonna win and they all have to have a look on the runway um, I, I, you know lala- oh it's the documentary about disco it's the dance documentary oh, about disco okay. so lala's a dancer so she'll be fine potentially right potentially. like who yeah, knows? yeah absolutely absolutely um yeah no lala and we'll talk about that lip sync in just a sec but for me there, there's not that many paths for Lala to take the crown at this point after having that type of episode. I mean, she could pull yeah. a Priyanka and, you know, walk down the runway with it coming off of her body made out of paper, mm-hmm. and then she wins the show. But Two weeks later, <laughs> right? Like, also remember, like, Priyanka oh, came down the runway in that look, and then two weeks later won the season. Right, so, like, right. it's not like the, the judges forgot, you know? Yeah, yeah. They didn't forget. They, you know... Maybe she used her time better, maybe. Yeah, maybe she should use her time better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I did notice Olivia's boxer look, uh, which I just thought was interesting because this is bound to happen where two queens kind of come, come to the race with similar looks. It was interesting yeah. that they didn't spend any time kind of talking about what that might have meant or if Olivia had any issue with it or, you know, if she was like, well, I can't, this is what I brought, you know, and she had to do it. Uh, but I thought that was just interesting that we saw Simone literally kill it with that look week one. And then Olivia week f- four or five comes, comes with the a boxer look. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was like, you know, this was just not Olivia's week to have any narrative whatsoever. So uh, yeah, they didn't right. focus on it. It was right. like, we have literally nothing to say about her this week. Um, I do have to say, Candy's first look, she looked awesome. Uh, the, oh, magic, the magician? Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. thought that look was one of the strongest of the night um, because it had three gags. And, you know, she was put together. And, it's, uh, and she was put together in a way that I haven't seen candy on this show put together before and so I, I just wanted to call that out that was something I noticed I was like okay candy mm. yeah I agree I would certainly and compared to the other two looks of this episode and other looks we've seen previously this season this seemed like the most polished that we had seen where it was like everything seemed like it was in place the makeup was right like 
she kind of figured it all out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, do you, oh, the lip sync. Let's talk about this lip sync, Mary. Uh, yeah, let's talk about this lip sync. Um, I like that there's a lyric in the song called that says cup of goose. Uh, it's early on. She, I think she's talking about different types of alcohol. And she goes like cup of bourbon, cup of goose. And I was like, cup of goose. I love that cup of who drinks who describes alcohol as having a cup of something you have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee you don't have a cup of goose mm, but in the morning cup of goose in the morning you might have a cup of goose maybe i'll have a cup of goose in the morning yeah yeah i i gotta say first of all this is a great song choice because there's just a lot of there's a lot of words right so it's hard but there's a lot of um emotion and different ways you could say the words because of you know what Iggy does with it. It's got a good beat, but the I gotta say, there's something so fucking phenomenal about La La Lee, La La Lee, La La Lee, lip syncing to Fancy while in that look, and the bags mm-hmm. are literally falling off her like trash, and yet she's still captivating us, right? So it's like it's mm-hmm. like this meta moment of like she's singing Fancy, but she looks like that. It was so funny. And it became this camp number, and 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 yet she still looked fucking fierce. Like it didn't matter what she was wearing because it all worked. I thought that was brilliant. I mean, and then when she starts picking up the dollars, oh I was like, you could do a supercut of like these. There are these moments. It's there's a certain like rhythm to it, but it's the same. It it hits the same notes as the pound the alarm lip sync when Monet does the fake out. Mm-hmm. It's this, it's, it's like, you're not doing a bit on the beat. You're breaking the beat. You're do, you're like muting the beat. And like, you're so when like Lala, like stops going with the song and starts picking up dollars, <laughs> she is, she's changing the, the, the narrative yes. of the lip sync, you know? Yes. And it's like, you can't help but notice it. And I think that there are that, that decision always, like almost always wins. Like RuPaul loves when you like when you lip sync outside the song. Mary you know Tia what I mean? Coffee did it this week with yep, she was doing yeah. the backbends for sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like, I gotta say just those things. It's yeah. a, it's it's a it's a veteran move because Joey throws the money and you're like, okay, good gag, calorie Kardashian, right? And right. it's like, okay, you got that, and they're like, whoa! But then Lala won when she used. Your, her gimmick and made it hers and then made it funny, right? Like she mm-hmm. took that gimmick right away from her. And at the end of the day, I think what we know, there's certain exceptions like memory, but at the end of the day, if you make Rue fucking laugh, you're going to win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it is the ruby red slippers of this competition. If you make RuPaul laugh, you're you're going to do well. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, the bitch just wants to laugh. And she won't stop telling you that. Make me fucking laugh. Make me, f- Make me fucking laugh. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, Mary, I think I'm. I think we should break before our next segment. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk about Tamisha and Candy. All right. We'll be right back. You know what I love? What's that, Mary? I love therapy. Oh, you love her. Love her and need her. Can't get enough of her, which is why we love BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed professional therapist safely and privately. You can be matched with someone within 24 hours. Tinder wishes. 
And with phone or video sessions available, scheduling a session is as easy as ordering a pizza. And I do love pizza. I also love that you can send a message to your counselor at any time and actually get a response. And if you want to change counselors, no problem. It's both free and easy. BetterHelp is available worldwide, and their counselors are licensed and trained in everything from depression and anxiety to grief, relationships, sleep, self-esteem, and more. There are so many people using BetterHelp right now. They've recruited more counselors in all 50 states. It's more affordable than traditional in-person talk therapy, and there's even financial aid available if you need. Marys, if you're interested in trying BetterHelp, get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash allrightmary, and that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. That's right. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash allrightmary. And again, that's H-E-L-P. All right, Mary, the other thing that I think was on everybody's lips this week was the, the Candy and Tamisha drama that bubbled, started bubbling in Act One, and we can certainly talk about Act One, and then just, man, the candy melted in the car, <laughs> and Tamisha oh. had a fit. <laughs> this was untucked Osage County. Like, this was, like, at the end of Act 2 of August Osage County, Tamisha is Barbara going, I'm running things now! Blackout. Cut to, like, ooh, girl, and commercial break, you know? Like, yes. it was it was so that. I was like, oh, this is uh, great. It's high drag. This is it's high, high drag. drag. Yes. Like, That's what she I, was serving. Tamisha was serving high drag. <laughs> Tamisha, I mean, I just, I love, I like, oh, there's, there's something about, I just kept thinking, uh, Tamisha, Tamisha, I'm a mom, Tamisha, Amon, I kept thinking of Mrs. Amon, you know, I kept thinking of like Mrs. Amon hosting the pool party. You're not coming in my house with a wet bathing suit. That's right, Mary. Yes. No. Yeah. You are dripping on my kitchen floor. Get out of my kitchen. No, 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 still too wet. And I just like we were seeing it in full force, mm. and I just, oh, I loved it. Well, so, I love. I, I just wanted to say, I I love when one person. To me, she didn't stay calm, but she stayed in more control, yes. and it was like, oh, I love this. Yes, but, yes. So it's it's been bubbling. So I feel like, you know how there, and we've talked about this before on like the Pen Fifteen episode, but there are some moms that will discipline other people's kids when they come over, right? There's some mm-hmm, moms that don't. Mm-hmm. They just don't feel comfortable. You know, they'll just send them home or, you know, they'll they'll talk to their, their own kid about it later. Tamisha is the type of mom that is chaperoning the pool party or the birthday party, and she sees candy. She's, oh, this one. I got to keep an eye on this one. And she's observing her throughout the party and then s- just slowly trying to organize the candy drawer. Right. She's just slowly separating the mounds from the almond joys. And she's just making Mm -hmm. sure that it's all organized. (laughs) Yep. She's coming outside with some more high C juice boxes and she's on the steps and she's looking out and she sees candy over there. And Candy's kind of like being a little aggressive with the pool noodle. And it's Mm -hmm. like, "Mm, do I need to interfere? She puts the juice boxes on the table next to the Cheetos and the cookies. It just kind of makes her presence known. Yeah, She goes, no, 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 Mm -hmm. no, no. 
no, 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 no. I'm gonna need to bring it down a little bit. Yeah, you gotta bring it down here. Need to take a pool noodle from you. She says you gotta bring it down here, Moo. I think she calls her Moo, which I love. Moo, Moo, Moo. Moo, and you know, and you know, it's Moo is. God, Moo is such a sweetheart, but Moo lives uh, about six houses down. She's a neighborhood kid, and mm-hmm. and you know all the other kids love hanging out with Moo because she's so funny. Uh, but Moo is the one that's like, "Hey, let's go, let's go ride our bikes down that hill without helmets on." You know? Oh, she's she is that. There's always and like I got to tell you, from growing up with it, this bad influence kid in the neighborhood and I say this with love, is often a little girl. Because I've had mm-hmm. that girl mm-hmm. in my life, my entire life, and it's been different girls, who've just been like bad. I mean, there's been like one male bad influence friend. Oh, I had multiple bad male influence friends. My neighbor, Derek, uh, my across-the-way across the neighbor, Nolan. Oh, my God. And my mom, she, my mom disciplined. She was that woman that disciplined other mm. people's kids, especially when it came to Nolan. Oh. Well, I love a, a bad influence girl, though, is like a special brand. Mm-hmm. And Candy Muse is so at, at, at some point, I don't want to take away from the fight, but this does naturally lead into some some casting that I have done oh, great. that might inform some of what we're talking about. We don't have to well, I'll just because these I'm sure will come up throughout the year. But if you'll if you'll indulge me for just a minute, because I, of course, and I think you'll appreciate this, is I went the school route. I started to see these as kids and teachers. Uh-huh. And so Candy is, to me, we've already identified Miss Utica. She's the sweet home ec teacher. Like, she's the, lives the, on a school the para. Bus. Yeah. yeah, lives on a school bus <laughs> in the parking lot of the, of the Rainforest Cafe that she works in the evenings. Because <laughs> she's just, you know, she just loves it. She's eccentric, um, yeah. She's yeah, she is, but like God love her, you know. Um, and so Candy, like I said, eighth grader, because I'm kind of seeing this as like a K to eight situation because oh, I went to Catholic school. Yeah, okay, this is a seventh to eighth grader in Candy. For yes, sure. but I, but I'm seeing her as like the eighth grader who's a little older than the other kids. Like at some point, she stayed back a few years because she's a little, she's she's matured more. She's taller. She's a little more intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is, uh, she's that kid, whereas. Tamisha is Mrs. Amon. She's the tenured history teacher who's been there for a while and like does not have the patience. (laughs) Now, if you'll go with me here on along the lines of Tamisha, because Elliot is like a TA or a long-term sub who's been, but she's a long-term like substitute for a teacher that everyone else really liked. Who's now like on maternity. And so Elliot. Oh, so now she's there. Okay. Now she's there. Now she's there for, Mm -hmm. for all the time. Yeah. And so, Mrs. Amon has taken her under her wing because she's, you know, the veteran. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, we have Miss Utica, the sweet home ec teacher, and then you've got Miss Miss Olivia, the music teacher, <laughs> and she is so that and like Mrs. Lux, <laughs> Mrs. Lux, but she says, but she you can call her Miss yeah, Olivia. Yeah, you can call her Miss Olivia because yeah. she's young. She's that young, right? She's like yeah, twenty three. Yeah. She so there's a couple of young ones because like because uh, Miss Mick is uh, is this like hot young art teacher who mm. drinks Diet Cokes. Oh, I love and that she, she drinks Diet Cokes. Yes. Yep. And out of a can. And she like she likes to kind of like look at what the kids are doing in class and goes, oh, I love that. Just go right all outside the lines. Just go crazy. Like oh, she's yeah, that yeah. bohemian. Yeah, no, she'll give and, them she'll give them like squirt bottles of paint and be like, let's paint the room today. 
Yeah, totally. And she is friends with and has lunch with Miss Simone, who is a popular English teacher. Mm. Maybe math. She makes math fun. Okay. But she's very popular. All the kids love her. Miss Mick and Miss Simone eat lunch together. Mm-hmm. Um, Miss Olivia does not eat lunch with them because she does intermittent fasting, so she <laughs> meditates during lunch. So is Mrs. Burner the gym teacher? <laughs> no, Mrs. Burner is the lunch lady. Oh. Mrs. Burner, Mrs. Burner, Mrs. Burner, Mrs. Burner is so important that it's Mrs. Burner. Um, now, Denali, technically her drag name is Denali Fox, so we're going to call her Miss Fox. Okay, oh, Miss And Fox. she is she's this, like, intense first grade teacher who also has a gymnastic studio in town. Mm. So she's got a bit of gym teacher vibe, okay. but she's more of just like a... She's, I'm still trying to kind of place her, but I feel like she... She needs the para. She needs Miss Utica to kind of come in and para-co-teach sometimes. Got it. You know? Okay, yes, yes. Um, Rose, tricky. She's either a seventh grade English teacher who has connected with Candy over the years, or she's a guidance counselor. Oh, interesting. Wait, wait a minute. Is, is Candy the only student? Well, no, no, no. So Lala is Tamisha's niece, who also goes to the school. <laughs> and so... And Joey is also a student in Candy's class that she has a crush on. <laughs> so there are two other students. Okay. I was but like say, the thing Rose is between... Is, Rose is a popular girl. Um, but, but She could be. But this not, episode not she me. felt... No, no, no. But this episode she almost felt like, like the guidance counselor was like, of course you're arrogant. That's what I love about you. Oh, no, right, right, she, right, 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 right. She had okay. that energy. Okay. It yes. could change, well, but yeah. of course yeah. you're arrogant. I love when she said that. I died. Well, of course you're arrogant. We <laughs> know that. She's the first one to say it. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So I think the other notes, yeah, Miss Simone and Miss Mick have lunch together, and they sometimes have lunch with Miss Denali. Um, Rose eats at her desk because she has work to do. Um, Elliot and Tamisha eat lunch together because Tamisha's taken her under her wing, and Olivia does intermittent fasting and either meditates during her lunch break or plays some freestyle jazz in the band room. Oh, my God. Okay, great. I love that she does that. Yeah, this I don't know great, if that's allowed. This is a great uh, spinoff of Drag Race season thirteen. It's great. It's great. And yeah, I just thought you know we love we love to cast these queens as moms and teachers, and um, that's just kind of my broad strokes uh, at you know season thirteen elementary school. <laughs> well, and it kind of fits with Candy because Candy does the whole like. Oh, my God, she's got kids, right? So she's that right. kid in the class that, mm-hmm. you know, is bouncing around the room. She's really charming. She's she's also really creative, but she doesn't know how to, you know, let the other kids speak sometimes. Well, that's the thing. When you when I think about Candy as that kid, because I know what you're talking about, the thing with that kid is like, oh, there's so much creativity here, and there's so much going on, on in that mind of yours, but, like, it's harnessing that or, like, kind of getting that to kind of find its place among these other kids like it's or not letting it drown them out or figuring out how to use that energy best like there's something there it's just right and it's often because at home they don't get any chance to be creative Mm. they don't get any Mm -hmm. room to be a kid and so they get so excited when they're in the room with other kids and with creative ideas and whatever and then also are very insecure and that's what hit me when when it was Candy V Tamisha was like okay these are two mm-hmm. little insecure heated angels today and they clashed because obviously Tamisha was in the bottom and Candy I think Candy is just feeling in and you know she will 
scream to the rooftops, I'm not arrogant, I'm secure, I'm secure. And my response is, well, who are you trying to convince here? And yeah. <laughs> that's just well, how, I mean, I, how I saw it. I think one of my favorite moments of this Untucked is Candy doing that. Am I arrogant to you? Am I arrogant to oh you? And then God. it cuts to Joey. Yes. What are you doing right now, uh, girl? I live for that moment. Like, that moment is maybe my favorite because of the, like, what happened in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Candy no, was creating it. this moment. She stopped And she that. stopped it and, like, got meta of, like, what are you doing right now, mm-hmm. girl? What is this? And I just... That was the micro moment to end all micro moments. It was just so, ugh. I just, Joey J, I know maybe didn't make the biggest impression this season, but like that was a moment I'm going to give to Miss mm. J. Yeah. Oh, I, that moment for sure is like, whoop. Yes. Mm hmm. Cause it was so like it, cause Tamisha was like doing, was, you know, in the way that she was responding to Candy was obviously really interesting and also antagonistic in other ways, but like, or at least kind of, not trying to calm her down or, you know, was matching her beat to beat. Oh, but yeah. I love that Joey was just like that. What what a way to poke a hole in this of just like, what is this right now? What's this? What are you doing right now? Oh yeah. And Candy was not ready to have that conversation. No, no. Candy was on her. She was on her firing squad, right? We've seen this before uh, where, mm-hmm. you know, one queen in the room will just point, 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 point. Who was that? Uh, that we've talked about. Um, recently some oh it was uh maybe it was maybe it was a movie where it was somebody that just uh gets into the room and then just pours on the gas and and just rips everybody uh all i can think about is like mother's day (laughs) well certainly yeah that play that play that someone wrote uh but the movie the invitation i just think about that scene when that guy comes he's like what are we doing right now like you know and he's like it like starts to kind of like call it all out before the shit hits the fan. I feel like there was a bit of that of like, there's someone who's just, I'm here to burn shit down, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Tamisha, like, yes, they both got heated, but Tamisha was in control. And sometimes there was I, one point where she, she, I was like, whoop, okay. Bring it down to a two, right? As uh, Trinity K. Bonet would say. But uh, yeah. when she like got up and started following Candy, I'm like, Tamisha, what, what the stop? <laughs> oh, I love that, though, because it was like Candy was going off and was kind of, and at that point, Candy had made like, I'm going to pop off and like hit some someone or something like that. Oh, well, that's... And the, well, but the fact that then Tamisha got up and said, oh, you're not going to hit me and walked towards her. Yeah. You won't hit me. Come on, you won't hit me. Like, to me, that was like, that's when I really was just like throwing my dollars at Tamisha because I was like, oh, my God, you are not shaken by this. You were like, honey, I have raised children, yes. my own and others. Do you think I haven't been yelled at by a little girl before? Oh, little it's girl? Like, it's like that Lifetime movie, Child of Rage, when you just have to hold the child until mm-hmm. she starts crying, right? Uh, it yeah. was like that with Candy, it seemed. I got to say, you know, I was I – was, I know people don't like this conflict in Untucked. I was living for this argument. I was snapping. I was laughing. I mean, we had La La Rigo. I'm at the bottom, so I'm going to go over hers. Oh, she was like, can I just get us back on track? Listen, I, to answer your question, I'm in the bottom, if that helps. <laughs> I mean, it was it was an interesting situation. I, I understood. It's funny, right? Because, like, Sweet Miss Olivia with her one baby hair drawn on, you know, saying like, mm-hmm. so who's in the top and who's in the bottom? What do we think? And, and you know, 
trying to have gentle season 13 untucked conversation <laughs> tamisha shared her feelings in ways that are not unusual candy was certainly sharing her feelings i think it was valid at that point uh, she wasn't quite answering the question it was like a presidential debate she's like i hear that question i actually have this answer for you <laughs> It's like, this is actually what I'd like to talk about. I don't really... Uh, I'd like to say was... I respect all of your looks, and I don't like two of you. <laughs> yeah, but there's some of you I don't like. And I mean, I but like the the face on her face, oh, you know, when, know, when she said, I mean, we've talked about like getting in trouble in church with Tamisha, but when she said, someone's going to be in the bottom every week. And like, you know, just like, the the there was just this like mom rage of like oh candy stop fucking with her don't fuck with mom she's gonna take away the the video games mm. she's gonna take away my nintendo switch and i didn't even do anything so stop getting us in trouble candy you won't hit me you won't hit me don't point at me don't point <laughs> oh, at me oh that when part she, that part oh she was like don't point at me i'm i love that because it was like candy came back in trying to do damage control to whatever level of success and to me she was like no i'm not doing that with you mm -hmm. i'm not doing this revisionist history like mm -mm. when when candy was like just yesterday all the girls are saying oh candy you're such a light you're so great to try be to make with joy. And just, i try to make jokes to, well, yeah and then it just cuts to Misha rolling her eyes and i was like yeah i gotta say like i'm team Tamisha because i kind of like I don't the person who needs to come in and tell me she's a she's a bright light in the room and she's not arrogant <laughs> you know what I mean the one who needs to come in and yell about how how arrogant and self-aware she is mm -hmm. I, I'm probably not it's gonna be hard to align with that you know I mean you know what and I gotta I, I hear you on Tamisha if for me, if Tamisha was, I think Tamisha was also a little bit in her feelings and a little insecure because if you're truly observant of people, what I would observe, and I believe that I'm, I believe, you know, that I'm truly observant here. Uh, I'm just kidding. We're only seeing moments of people. But yeah, I, what right. I, the way I read Candy is, and I think they might have said this in the episode, but Candy can dish it, but she can't take it. And, and that's how I would mm -hmm. read Candy. I'd be like, oh, okay, Candy's that girl. And, you know, I just got to let Candy be who she is in the room. And that's what she's got to do. Mm -hmm. She's got to be the loudest. And she's funny. She's going to make jokes. And she yep. she really wants to win. She's her biggest cheerleader, which is, I think, admirable. And that's how I would read Candy. And you know what? You don't mess with that. Well, I mean, you know, if you're going to be the candy dish, if you're going to just serve it out all season, I think... Be a dish of nuts, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it's Letter like... butters and mounds. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you better be ready to, like, take some wrappers, though, you know? Yeah. Like... Yeah, if you're going to be the dish, you better be ready to, for someone to treat you like a take a penny, leave a penny, you mm -hmm. know? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I I think I think it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves throughout the season because my read, like we talked about this last week where I thought, you know, are we getting a rebranded candy? Are we getting like a candy that's not fulfilling the reputation that we, that she came into the season with? Well, as of this week, no. You know, she, it, it it almost feels like whatever attempts she had to kind of keep a lid on it and like not cause, you know, problems or, or not cause drama, like all fell away this week. And so I'm curious to see if she's going to try to like kind of help make us forget this as like a one-off situation or if like we're going to keep seeing this happen with Candy, you know, like if she's just going to, 
like I don't know when someone goes as she says goes ham like that I'm like well this isn't the first time you've ever gone ham. Well, though, it's like, obvious she knows, especially when she was talking with Elliot like she was. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, is she just being very self-aware right now and knows that she needs to kind of do damage control here? Or, you know, it, it just seemed like she's like, yeah, I, I do this. And it's this is how I am. And that's 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 it. It's just who I am, because honestly, sometimes this like loud talking, yelling. And I I'm speaking from an Italian family like it's just. It's just how it is, and mm-hmm. and and I just need to go outside for a second, and then I'm good, right? Um, and 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 you know, people shout, get over it, right? Yeah, it's an interesting thing, right? Like some people are just like loud talkers or interrupters, or it sounds like they're arguing, but they're just really passionate. And are you um, talking about me, Mary? Are you- yes, yes, I am talking about some people, big bunny ears. No, I. <laughs> lots of people are like that. Yeah, please. Um, some of them host podcasts with very, you know, other very sort of sensible people. Some of them move to um, Portland. Some of them move to Portland. <laughs> some of them have cats named Ella. I'm naming names. I don't know. Well, all I got to say, and we'll talk about this more on uh, Unpopular Opinions, I think, just because that could be more of a spillover conversation. But the, there's a debate here, right? It's like there's good TV and then there's kind of bad for drag race. Like what is... What is the the thing? And I feel like years ago, we were fine with this type of conflict, and now we're not. And there's a difference. And we'll talk about that more, I think, later. Uh, because, you know, do you, there is a show where there is no conflict, and they're, they're all talking about something interesting or making jokes or having a good time. And then there's another show, right, that gets people talking. And I feel like... RuPaul's Drag Race, now that it's on VH1 and it has this huge audience, uh, this reality TV bug has hit us. They want conflict. They want drama. Uh, everybody loves to love a villain, you know, while others hate it. Yeah. You know? It's, I mean, it. it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it. it's, I think, not that we're anything, but I think, you know, why we kind of try to remember that lens of like it's just a tv show it's just curated footage it's all just edited from much more footage like all of this so intentional like the the candy that we're seeing in untucked this week is no accident you know like what we're seeing how we're seeing it all the angles like all of this is intentional she knows she's being filmed she knows she's being filmed of course like she's we've talked about this as well like candy muse came into the season with with knowing lots of people who'd been on the show, other drag sisters had been on the show, like, you know, had kind of always been on the periphery in terms of like, it always felt like, oh, when's Candy Muse going to be on Drag Race? Because you kind of, you would know her name even if she wasn't a Drag Race queen. Mm. And so it's like, this is someone who knew what she was getting into and also knew, Candy Muse kind of knows who she is enough to know like, yep, I know what my brand is and I know what it's going to look like Uh on TV or what it's going to sound like. And I love that actually. I do. Well, yeah, right? That's what RuPaul's asking for. RuPaul's not saying your brand has to be something specific. You just need to know what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily love her brand, but and and that's my opinion, and that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But you got you to gotta give it to her, Biella, right? Like, she knows it. She knows what she's doing here. She's She's got us talking about her right now. She's mm-hmm. got a lot of people talking about her right now. Oh, so yeah. she's doing something. Oh, yeah. Miss Candy. Um, you know, one last kind of little observation, if we're going to go to the school route, Candy in the classroom, Candy is the one that is, you know, causing drama with the kids. And then when, 
you know, down in the basement at, you know, cause there's like a slumber mm. party and then the mm-hmm. mom comes down and she's very polite and she's like, Oh, hello, Mrs. Applesauce. Uh, oh, of course. We were just playing, yeah. you know, and just turns it off. We were just playing and like, you know, and meanwhile, there's like, you know, one of the girls in the background is kind of like looking at, you know, Mrs. Applesauce being like, help us, please. Right, right, please. right, right, yeah. right. Um, we were just Call like- the police. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, we do have to talk about the bee. We'll talk about the bee uh, chasing the girls. But there were lots of really great moments in Untucked this week. And so, you know, it's like, oh, what do you want? What do you want? You uh, like, are you sure you want what we had in season 12 where we was being nice to each other? Like, what do you want? Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, I'll take both, you know, I'll take queen. I'll take, you know, Mrs. Utica, Miss Utica helping thread a bobbin. I'll take, you know, little candy muse, you know, throwing her book bag at somebody like I'll take all of it, you know, I'll take Tamisha, you know, just mm-hmm. driving around in her van with a vengeance. Like, <laughs> Tamisha's got like it's like a I guess it's a Ford Windstar. Is it a Chevy Windstar? It's a win, she's got a Windstar. Okay, but like Ford. from the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so she's got like a nice Ford Windstar. And then I picture like because I also see this as like I know that they're school you know they're school characters, but I also think of like moms in the school parking lot in their cars, and I think like Tamisha's in her her Windstar, and like Candy Muse is in her like Toyota Tercel, and she's like honking at Tamisha like get out of the way, I'm trying to get out of here. And Tamisha's like, what is your problem? There's a red light. What is your problem? Yeah. What is your problem? I am in the pickup line. There I are, am sorry that you do not know the rules. There Did are you children not get the email? in the crosswalk. There I'm are not children just in the crosswalk. By. Yeah. The lady said stop, you know? Yeah, the lady and, said and, yield. And Rosé or Tina Burner is the one directing traffic, right? Oh, Tina Burner is definitely the crossing guard. <laughs> Mrs. Definitely Burner. The, Mrs. Burner. Mrs. Is the Burner. Yes. She has a folding chair. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like dizzy thinking about it. She's got that folding chair that with the cross. You know what you know, I mean? The, like yeah, the, the yes, cross. yes. And she's yeah, got the, the crosswalks the, uh, gear on, right? She's got the, the, the reflector jacket. Yes. She's got the stop sign. Yes. yes. Um, a whistle, perhaps? Uh huh. She's got sunglasses on. She has a whistle. Absolutely. And when um, it's raining, she doesn't have an umbrella because she can't. But she has to wear the slicker. And of course, it's red and yellow. You know. Of course, it's red and yellow. Yeah. And she, I feel like she even has like maybe in the summer, well, or in the warmer, you know, when she's not doing crosswalk in the summer, of course. But towards the end of the school year, I wonder if she has some kind of umbrella that she attaches to the chair oh, so that she can sit in the shade. In the shade. Well, I thought you were gonna say she. She keeps a flask in the pocket. Uh, Definitely, she's the well, she's, she, yeah. she's the adult that kids interact with that will kind of keep it real. She's kind of the bad teacher. She's the one that's like, "Watch your feet," you know. I'm high as fuck. Yeah, watch your feet. She's kind of like the janitor in Pen Fifteen. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. Yeah. And you know, ha- uh, sweet, but also there's some there's some bitterness there. Oh yeah, no, the old crosswalk in the in the folding chair has got. She's got stories. Yeah. yeah. She's mean to the nerdy kids and the popular kids. Yep. But she stops traffic. God yep. damn it. Hell you know? yeah. No, no. And she gets those parents in line. Oh, no one knows the rules of pickup like Mrs. Burner. 
Uh, so anyway, Mary, what are your who's your BSA this week? Is it is it the B? People have been calling it's the, the B. B. Oh, it is the B. Okay, it's the BSA. That B that was so funny. <laughs> And I don't know, I did because I, I, someone posted something on Twitter and I reposted it, and it's some like it, it's something edited to like part of a Nicki Minaj song, and I don't know what it is. But oh, I was hoping no, maybe you would know. Oh, I I I I, I did not hear it yet, but it might be bees in the trap. Okay, here's the clip. Here is this little five second piece of of magic of the queens running away from a bee. <laughs> <laughs> It's so stupid. That's Roman the more Holiday. You watch it. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so like there must be a moment in that video of people running around to the beat. Like it just feels like I feel like I've seen this clip before. I don't know. <laughs> but I think that that was like that's sort of the charm of Drag Race is that we get Candy Muse blowing a fuse and then we get the bee attack. And you know. Uh, it's part of an, of a balanced untucked. You know, and I love Got Mick in that untucked moment because she was just laughing. You know, yeah, Got was like, like, girl, you're so much. Turn it down, right? Like you have to stop. Like I think Tina and Got Mick were were kind of great in that moment. Outside of like, okay, we know, yeah, we know, you have to stop, right? And I I thought that was like it was almost like Joey J being like, what are you doing right now, girl? Mm-hmm. Like I loved that, like. You know, I love that, that, you know, Mrs. Burner, I love that the cafeteria, you know, the, the lunch lady and the art teacher were able to get her outside behind the gym and be like, Candy, Candy, I need you to stop. I need you to stop right now or you're going to Rosé's office. Yeah. I mean, there's the other storyline of like, well, these are her, these are Candy's aunts, you know, that are younger, mm-hmm. right? Or uh, even these are Candy's like older friends that are seniors in high school. And they're like, Candy. She's friends with high schoolers. Yeah, of course yes. she's friends with high schoolers. Yeah. Yes. So after school, she skips attention and she meets with her high school friends, you know, also played by Got Mick and Mrs. Burner. Mm-hmm. But and, and yeah, <laughs> totally. Tina and Got. Yeah. And Gott. So, Mary, who's so we have the BSA. Who's the uh, any any predictions? I don't think it's we're ready to say Pizza Queen yet. Lala kind yeah. of fell out of Pizza Queen territory for me this week. Uh, the cheese slid right off the crust yeah, this week. Yeah. But <clears throat> listen, you know, it's happened to the best of us. Oh sure, I mean it's not too late. It's not too know. late, but uh, it, it that look was bad, and I could not yeah. see it any other way. Yeah, yeah, and Tamisha, who has Pizza Queen energy, and that I love her. I was like, there's way too many toppings on this pizza. Oh. I appreciate that you made a supreme pizza, but I think we can all agree that the olives can go. Mm. I think the peppers can go. Right? You didn't. Why did you have to have pesto sauce? You know? Uh, yeah. Now it's. Yeah, now it's wet in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. now it's wet in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> and your sister is dead. Um, and now your sister is dead. So full of disdain and resentment, and I'll be so annoyed when well, your sister is dead. Um, it's wet in the middle. Um, so it's, now it's wet in the middle. Mary, uh, what's going on now? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I do feel like I think it's easy to say. Every week, oh, oh, Elliot, Elliot's going anytime soon. No, Elliot with two T's. And like, I, at the same time, I feel like Elliot is some kind of like lightning, like a, sort of the, what's the, what's the thing you, you strike the match against the, the strike point, you know, like Elliot 
ignites something in the room with these queens. I feel like Elliot is some kind of fire starter, like gets under Candy's skin. Like there's just something mm. to the reality TV side of things that I think Elliot's contributing to. I also don't like dislike Elliot's drag. I feel like the read of like Elliot being really basic or whatever. I'm like, nah, I mean, it, it, it there's been some moments where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, okay. Well, we but all, we all I have feel opinions, like, so. I mean, am I saying, do I think Elliot's going to make it to the end? Not necessarily, but I, I keep getting the spidey sense that, sh- that like Joey J, I wasn't really shocked that Joey went home this week. No. And I feel like Elliot and Joey, I was kind of expecting, we're probably going to see one of them go soon, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Elliot last a pretty long time, despite maybe some of the looks or some of the performance elements. I will be very surprised if Elliot lasts a very long time, but again, opinions. Um, Yeah. I, Marius, if you have any opinions that you want to share with us about this week's episode, you can reach out to us at all right, Mary on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. You can email us at all right, Mary podcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Johnny also, or on, Twitter at Johnny also one. And of course, you can hear more of me on my other two podcasts in the details, a celebration of nuance and best supporting podcast, a celebration of best supporting actresses. And you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, you can get more of both of us, including our unpopular opinions recaps at our Only Mary's level and our Drag Race UK season two recaps at our Hanky Waivers level um, uh, by going to patreon.com slash all right, Mary. All right, Mary. This week we have a last chance lip sync for you that we think fits what's going on in Untucked so well. Uh, it sounds shady, but if you listen closely to the lyrics, you know, it's, it's you know, both. So this is Shut Up by Kelly Osbourne. Uh, bring it back. Bring it back to Kelly Osbourne singing this song. I love this video. This song is so bad it's good. And, you know... Shut up, Liddy. Yeah, shut up, Liddy. This is really a Mrs. Doubtfire tribute song. So, Mara Wilson, this one's for you, kiddo. See you later, Marys. Totsines. You say I should do it differently. I don't necessarily agree. Stand up, sit down, be nice. Did you hear me ask for your advice? Don't bother trying to tell me your beliefs. Blah 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 bl